Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus-year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, and most other places you get your music online. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you had an extra buck or two, you wouldn't mind tossing in the podcast tip jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also considering helping get the word out on the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, and or tell a friend or two. Happy Thought of the Day is by Frank Sinatra. Regrets? I've had a few. But then again, too few to mention. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 201. Please support this week's sponsors, ID Chrysler Pine City and the B-Dale Club. Also, thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you in a cool summer day from my family's cabin outside of Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. Been a long run of shows and dog work, so nice to take a day or so at the cabin, adventuring around, and hopefully working on some new music. I woke up this morning and checked the podcast numbers, and turns out it's the biggest week of overall listens I've ever had. Just wanted to say thank you all so much for supporting this show. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Wednesday, played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Breezy Point friends Gable, Pat, and Jackie surprised the heck out of me showing up at the show. Thursday, played a solo show at Phoenix in Baldwin, Wisconsin. Fun night jamming some funk on the big patio during the Packer preseason game. Friday, played a solo show at Victory Links in Blaine, Minnesota. Fun times performing out on the golf course for the Big Skins Shootout event. Saturday, played a duo show at Vanelli's by the Lake in Forest Lake, Minnesota. Rich from Rochester, what a surprise. Sunday played a solo show at Lucky's 13 in Roseville, Minnesota. Awesome to see Dave and Lynn. Copper the Wonder Golden's likely last patio show of the season. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, August 21st, 2019. I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Thursday, August 22nd, I'll be playing a solo show at Bistro 63 in Baronet, Wisconsin from 5.30 to 8 p.m. Saturday, August 24th, I'll be playing a duo show, rocking over the Kobernick Rivard 50th wedding anniversary. Part one of two with Dennis Donovan, James Walsh, and Tony Gusetti of the legendary St. Paul house band, The Midas Touch. We talk Mancini's, the beginning of the band, and more. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome, Dennis Donovan, James Walsh, and Tony Gusetti. Gusetti, right? You got it. 
to the Mark Steri Music Podcast. The guys from the Midas Touch, the newest, inc- the newest incarnation of the Midas Touch. We're here at my favorite restaurant slash bar of all time. Mancini's here in downtown St. Paul, where the Midas Touch has been a staple for many, many years. And uh, thank you guys for being on the show. You're welcome. We're it's happy our pleasure. To be here. Yep. Thank yeah. You. So um, I was looking on Facebook, and and I've been following you guys. We we're just I was going to wait till we started recording this, but I went to college at UW Stout in was in uh, Menominee, Wisconsin. And we used to drive up here. My friend Jamie Frandrup had a guy. He ran that Schinder's Bookstore. Remember those things? Yes. Mm-hmm. And they had a buddy named uh, Jerry Balsamo. Do you happen to know him at all? Of course we know Jerry. He's the little guy that sits at the bar every oh, Friday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little so, Jerry. Yeah. yeah, so Jerry, he used to frame pictures and all this stuff. And so he invited Jamie down. And so Jamie just moved to the city. So we would drive up from Menominee, Wisconsin to come see you guys on weekends. This is 20-some years ago. Yeah. Um, and it was just the funnest thing of all time, and it was just lots of memories of us bringing our newest girlfriends up here, and and the place was so cool. It was right, kind of right out of like Goodfellas or something, and, and uh, it, it is Goodfellas. <laughs> it is Goodfellas. Funny, you're a funny guy. <laughs> you mean the way I talk? It's just you know, you it's you're just funny. It's you know the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how? I mean, what's funny about it? <laughs> And uh, ended up my bass player at the time liked you guys so much. You guys played his wedding in in uh, Hudson, Wisconsin, and uh, so we go way back. And I saw on Facebook you guys had a new record out, so that'd be a good opportunity to to meet up with you guys and just kind of catch up and and see how you guys are what you guys are up to. Good, sounds good to me. <laughs> All fire right, away, so you got a couple away, you got a couple new members here now, huh? So let's talk about. Uh, uh, so Tony, you just you just joined the band, right? I'm the new kid on the block. The new kid on the block. And did I read that you had a drummer before you that is no longer with us? Is that right? right? He not that he died. Well, the story goes like this. Um, when I started a band, uh, started with a guy named Chuck Snyder. He retired in January, and then uh, we have a friend, Doug James, who was going to take his place. And uh, he died a week before he was going to start with us. He was the drummer for the Rock and Hollywoods. Oh, wow. And then uh, Chuck came back and played uh, three weekends. And then we got Tony. And and after the first half hour, I signed him to a 20-year contract. <laughs> I'm on board. Nice. So who have you played with, Tony? I'm the guy that you hear about that's got $4,000 worth of gear, 20-year-old car, Drives 200 miles for a $50 gig and comes back. That's awesome. So I could talk to you about three hours of where I've been, who I've played with, and how far <laughs> I've driven for 50 bucks. Yeah, I know what that's like. That's so definitely sure. this is a breath of fresh air for me, being a working drummer all these years, being able to hang out at Mancini's with a Midas Touch. That's great. And play with some great veteran players here. Heck yeah. And James Walsh uh, was with the band, still is with the band Gypsy, and it was James Walsh and Gypsy.
so how did you wind up playing with the Midas Touch there, James? Um, I met Dennis Donovan, who I fell in love with. We're having a bromance. And uh, believe it or not, we went to lunch a couple times, and I said, uh, I'd like to play in your band. And he uh, graciously let me join the band. That's cool. Yep. Well, it's a, he's a legend. So Absolutely. You know, after the initial shock was over, I then had to go to Mr. Mancini to make sure that uh, he could afford us. Because <laughs> we, we only had four guys forever. And uh, so he said, of course. And James has been a real pleasure as a human being to work with and as a musician as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so how many albums did you guys release as James Walsh and Gypsy? We released uh, four albums as Gypsy and two albums as James Walsh Gypsy Band. Okay. I was listening to the one today with the circle on the cover and a lady's face. I can't remember which album that was. They it was James Walsh. Circle and a lady. They always, <laughs> they always yeah. like the ladies. We do. I did one for each one of my ex-wives. They all got, <laughs> <laughs> they all got an album. And that's true. Yeah. Nice. I appreciate um, you listening to it. Absolutely. Um, we think you guys will ever cover a gypsy song? We already do. You already do? We're doing several gypsy songs. Nice. Which ones? Uh, Any Other Love, Cause It's You, Girl. Right now, we yeah. got a couple more that we're working on. Okay. See, the we've only been playing live since uh, this lineup since April, mm-hmm. so it hasn't been that long. Mm-hmm. So we're expanding our uh, repertoire. Um, you know, keeping the best songs that we used to do for years and years, and then of course with with uh, James and Tony. Tony is an outstanding drummer. Uh, we were able to do some of these uh, songs that the Midas Touch never did, never went down that road. So it's a real real treat for me, having started a band, to be where we're at today. Okay. Um, so Alan Tossel and Bob Skogan are still in? Skogan, yes. Skogan. Which is the guy that, back in the day, I remember, I used to come here dressed like Eric Clapton, like in the 70s. Had the hair all up and little glasses and the Fu Manchu. Eric Clapton? Nah, Fu Manchu. What does he look like? Show me. After my show at Paradise last weekend, I hopped in the Jeep and went road tripping. No beer, of course. But took new back roads up to my sister's place outside of Superior, Wisconsin, and spent the next few days rocking up and down the big hills of Duluth with family. One thing about this trip was the peace of mind I had that I could safely get to where I needed to go in my black Jeep Cherokee I got from ID Chrysler, Pine City, Minnesota. With 250,000 miles in my old car, was just too much for the poor thing to take. I found myself looking for my new dream ride at ID Chrysler, Pine City, and the staff could have been more helpful with me choosing a vehicle and willing to work with my, as I call it, musician's credit score. Their philosophy is simple, time-saving, hassle-free, fair price. Check out their inventory at idcdjr.com or take the beautiful drive up 35 to 715 Northridge Court Northwest, Pine City, Minnesota, to visit them in person. Business hours are Monday through Thursday, 8 to 6 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 8 to 5 p.m., 
closed on Sundays. Check out ID Chrysler Pine City today and enjoy a summer full of adventures and memories out on the open road in a new ride. I don't think that was Bob. I think it's Bob, but but we always thought even like About called six, my seven. He's a big guy. Yes, but I remember um, I was even talking to my buddy on the phone today. He goes, "Oh, I remember that guy that got the hair and looked like Eric Clapton." Mark Hugo. I know what you mean now. Mark was a this guy. Yeah, that's Mark. <laughs> Mark and uh, Chuck Snyder and I went to grade school together, and and we started playing in 1965, and we had a little rock and roll band until '73. Uh, was that called the Drakes? Yes, it was. Nice. You've been doing your homework. I have been doing my homework. That's cool. We were uh, grade school kids. We, Chuck and I and Mark lived next to each other, and we started playing a little bit. And I remember our first gig, uh, we played a wedding and made 10 bucks. Not each, but the whole group. And then in 1969, we, had a, we were playing a lot of fraternities and high school dances and Recreation centers in those days, a lot of places to play. And then um, we had to join the union because one of the fraternities was having this big gala at the old Lemington. And uh, we did. So we joined the union in 69 and then started getting all kinds of jobs. Our our most uh, important job was a place, uh, we were underage, and we played at this nightclub called the Knights, which later became uh, the chain link and... Uh, many other things, but uh, we were playing there when we were 18, and it was quite a thrill, and uh, that's where, where we kind of um, developed our chops, so to speak. Okay. And, uh, in fact, I told James that we did three gypsy songs. Did you really? In 19, uh, 1970, when that first album came out, yep. Glad I didn't hear that. <laughs> you just don't remember. But no, it was cool. We we had a, a quartet, and in those days, I played a, a Farfisa organ. We had three part harmony. We just played all the covers and kind of tried to, uh, you know, have decent vocals. And so we were able to cop a couple of gypsy songs. And we, we were one of the first bands to do Chicago uh, without horns. We did all the parts vocally. That's got to be one of your guys' strong suit. Even watching video videos of you guys online, and from I remember, is like the cool three part harmonies, knowing the really good singing. Um, yeah, that's so you've always kind of had that as part of your group. We always tried, and depending who was in there, uh, determined uh, how good or how challenging it was. But <laughs> we always tried to have good singing. So the Eric Clapton looking guy was named Mark. 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 Uh, Mark. Went to, went to grade school, and uh, he and I went to high school together. And he was in and out of the group for maybe 30, 30 years. Okay. And then uh, about uh, four years ago, he uh, retired. Okay. That was, that was the end of Mark. What is, where did the name The Midas Touch come from? Well, uh, Chuck and I were sitting around one uh, night, and... Uh, we were thinking of a name, and because of the vocals, and in those days we did a lot of Letterman, Vogues, Four Freshmen. We had four-part harmony. You uh, said, well, why don't we call ourselves the Midas Touch? Not because we were mufflers, but because we liked the thought everything we touched turned to gold. Wow. Did you guys know that? Oh, yeah. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> and how, how, where did you, how long have you had that one, the sign that hangs behind your head since you started? Well, no, no, no. That's the probably the fourth sign, but we have a brand new one. 
You do? Yes. Just like the album cover. Nice. Because it's the new Midas Touch. The new Midas Touch. Yeah. But uh, you you remember that sign? I do. I mean, I'm distinctly, yeah. Yeah. It's a nice sign. Yeah. The new one is a nice sign, too. You're going to keep it for your posterity or whatever. We're going to have them both hanging for a while because we've got the old and the new. Okay. Are any of your songs that you played back in, and Midas Touch started in 1973, right? Correct. Or let's say any of the Drake songs that you still play now that have stayed in the set list the entire time? Only when we have to. (laughs) Like Brown Eyed Girl and Mustang Sally. Pretty much things that we did, um, that everybody did, you know. Proud Mary, if you have to, uh, but people seem to like that stuff, and that's that's what I always tried to do is play for the people. Like James, uh, I mean, he what a career he's had, and and uh, be able to travel over the world playing stadiums and things as Gypsy. Um, so his his dream came true that way, and my dream came true just you know playing for people in clubs and parties, etc. That was my goal. Because in my other life, I'm, a, I'm an educator, so music has been a big part of my life on one hand and then education on the other. And have you always had the accordion as part of your thing? No. Uh, I started... It's kind of unique I'm twist ha- to well, it. Yeah, because I'm, I'm half Italian. So <laughs> when, you're, when you're Italian, uh, sometimes you get accordions. When you're six years old, that happened to me. I played that. And... Uh, then when we were the Drakes, I, I worked enough as a dishwasher and bought a Farfisia organ, I think for 100 bucks it was used, and that's what I played uh, until we made enough money and I bought a brand new. I had a nice, I had a nice system, uh, like 67 through 73. Uh, and then in 73, I went back playing the accordion because we were playing weddings. And then in 78, I bought a Cordovox. Now that's what I play now, is a Cordovox. But I don't have to squeeze it because I got it midied. Nice. So it fits in with the atmosphere of Mancini's, and I feel comfortable um, with it. And James is on piano now, so uh, we got the piano song going, so it's kind of cool. So how did you guys wind up here, since we're sitting here at Mancini's? You guys are known, I, I'm guessing, like like your CD's America's House Band. I mean, a lot of people know you as, like, the band, the get the like residential band here at, at Mancini's. How did you guys get this gig in the first place? Well, it took us a while. Um, the owner at that time, Nick Mancini, who started it, uh, heard us, and his son Pat who and John... Who, who run it now, uh, did the music. And so uh, it, took, it took a while uh, talking to Pat. Uh, at that time, we were playing weddings, and I played probably 5,000 weddings, no lie, in my life. Uh, and finally, in 1991, we got uh, a shot to play here, and we've been here ever since. Cool. Um, any nights over all these years that stand out in your head over all the shows you've played here over the years? Is there any particular thing or event that you played or something that went down here that sticks out in your head? Or did it all just mesh together as one big gig? Um, well, it depends on what you're talking about. There are different things that stick in your head, you know, depending on 
crazy crowd antics. Oh, yeah. Or, uh... See, Mancini's is always a a place uh, to also watch people. So it's been fun over the years to have all the characters that have been here as regulars uh, support the band and dance and do various things. Like, we we now have the spinner, right, guys? Yeah. Yeah, and, and this guy, Freddie... He spins about 25, 30 times and kicks his leg over his head, and, you know, he's a character. I want to tell you all about one of my favorite bars in the Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota area. The B-Dale Club, located on the corner of County Road B, and Dale's motto is a place for family, a place for friends, a place for fun, and that is a fact. The food at T-Bird's Cafe and Takeaway is always great. Good God, I had a blast at B-Dale the other night. Bunch of us friends met up after my Vanelli show and headed to B-Dale for a few hours of drinks, heggies, and laughs. Buddy Rich from Rochester was rattling off things and people he's heard about in the podcast. He even got to meet the famous Tommy Lee. Rob, Natalie, Shelley, and the entire bar staff are all state-of-the-art cocktail wizards. I've been told that after being talked about in these podcast ads, the Waller's Woodhill Cocktails are selling like hot cakes. Karaoke, live music, pool table, pull tabs, bingo nights, bocce ball tournaments, and much, much more. B-Dale's got it all. Stop by for a cold one soon. So yeah, who's this, my percussionist buddy, the tambourine guy? Oh, that's Tony Tamburino. Dennis is being humble. He, uh, he has created a situation here where when we show up at 7 o'clock at night, he knows everybody that's here. And I think they feel a part of the band, and I think that he has built that over the years, and that's one of the things that attracted me to the band and to him, you know, his ability to relate to people and his uh, song, uh, song calling is really good. He can play the crowd really well. So, yeah, he's being humble. He, it's all his. Tony and I are, are just bringing something new to the show, and uh, I think Tony was the biggest break we've had all out so far after the death of Doug James when yeah. we were kind of down in the dumps about losing him. But Tony came and, and really gave the band what it needed to, to move forward in the future. Yep. Oof. I got well, some big shoes to fill. <laughs> well, but thanks, it helps man. when you know the rhythm section too. The other two guys in the band, I played off and on with yeah. them for the last 35 years. So when I heard of what happened with Doug, and I came out in the band, and Al says, well, and we're neighbors, by the way, and he says, hey, you know, the chair is open. You won't have any trouble fitting in. You know, you know how everybody plays. And it was probably the, one of the easiest gigs I've ever fallen into because everybody plays so well together. Do you guys rehearse a lot? They never rehearsed until I got in the band. <laughs> that's that's one now, of now now they're rehearsing fools. That's uh, one of uh, the the great additions is, is rehearsing. I uh, I stopped rehearsing maybe twenty years ago because uh, it was useless. If I can be honest, we we would learn songs that nobody liked. The guys would like it, but and then. Uh, decided we'll just pick songs and everybody listen to their part and then we'll put it together. So, I mean, it worked, but um, it's, it's, we're trying to be more polished now, so we, uh, we get and, together. And we're doing our own arrangements of yeah. those songs, That's which cool. makes it more palatable for the guys to play yeah. and more interesting, and I think it gives us an identity of our own. Yeah. 
And that's part of James' years of experience uh, at arranging and, uh, you know, coming up with really cool things that, uh, you know, keep us energized and uh, me very excited after all these years, you know. Uh, it's very easy to slip and just kind of be routine, but I, I can't remember having as much fun as I've had the last few months. Cool. Because of these guys, and uh, they're bringing the other two guys and me up to another notch, and I think the uh, uh, music and the crowds are speaking for themselves and uh, also the record. Nice. Um What's like a song that you've played over, let's say it's not Brown Eyed Girl, but something along those lines that you never get sick of? You still like playing it. My way. <laughs> you like my way. Didn't you guys, <laughs> what, did, didn't Nick used to sing that and you guys would play the background parts? Well, Nick uh, used to sing it with me after people would encourage him to come up and he didn't want to do it. And then the last couple of years of his life, he was hovering every night, just hovering around. And I'd say, okay, Nick, come on up. So uh, he'd sing it uh, with me, and uh, uh, he was a great guy and uh, loved him dearly. And uh, so we, we do My Way. Uh, it's on the CD, and, and James uh, came up with a great arrangement for it. It it's, makes it pretty current. So uh, My Way is a good one. But I, I, I like songs that that, you know, go over, we do well, and, and people respond to them. So I, I can't think of, I mean, over the years, we used to do, uh, I remember one song that, that probably was the hardest one for us to ever do back in the 70s. It was a song called Blue World by the Four Freshmen. It's a blue We had every note exactly. We sang it. We did it. People went over their heads so far that they, they couldn't grasp it, you know? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, I like songs that people dance to. I think we got a lot, of, a lot of cool things now. We're doing some 80s, thanks to James. Nice. And uh, that's, th- those are a lot of fun. And Tony's doing some really, really great things on the drums. So, What would you say would be the quintessential Midas Touch song. What do you guys think? I'm going to say the sun ain't going to shine again. That's one of our newer ones. Yeah, that, that's kind of where we're going. Sun ain't going to shine on the CD is where, where I like us to go. Yeah. It's let's a, let's. I always we're running out of time for episode one, yeah. so I always do a story behind the song segment, and I'll play that song on it. So, do you guys mind telling the story of that particular song? And I'll put it at the end of the podcast. Okay. Well, it's it's a great song from I think '65, and uh, once we started rehearsing, and I think James and I were talking about wanting to do it. Um, I think he did it back in the days of the Underbeats, and. And I did it uh, maybe four or five years ago, and then uh, said, "Yeah, let's let's put it on the CD." So um, <laughs> he had this great arrangement and didn't tell anybody how he was doing it all, and, and it was amazing how he how he put it all together, and uh, it just blew my mind. And uh, it's going over very well live as well. It's not an easy thing to to. Uh, Got a lot of vocals. A lot of vocals. Like gypsy vocals. Like 
lots of vocals, and uh, and we were really hard on it, uh, and we started doing it uh, last week in live. Awesome. All right, Dennis Donovan, James Walsh, Tony Gussetti from the band The Midas Touch. Thank you guys for being on the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Please tune in next week for part two. for tuning into this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. Again, please support this week's sponsors, ID Chrysler, Pine City, and the B-Dale Club. This is also a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on this show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging at iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time. Without you. Being-